Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Michael Norton, assistant professor in the marketing unit at Harvard Business School. Okay, so I'm sitting in Chicago together with... Mike Norton. And Mike, you've gained uh, weight recently. What's going on? The interview's over. <laughs> what happened? You don't run anymore? No, I don't run anymore. Very busy with my important work. I see, yeah. Because you're a professor at? The Harvard Business School. The Harvard Business School. I totally forgot. Okay. So you're doing, in part of your important work, you're doing research on how people give money to uh, what? To save the world? How people give money to keep robots alive that aren't really alive. <laughs> okay. That seems important. So tell me, what's, what's the logic there? So uh, a, a student at the Media Lab at MIT, Mike... Wait, wait, don't, don't blame anybody else. You're doing it. Come on, take credit. <laughs> it was his what's, what's the story? It was Mikey Siegel's idea, and then I ruined it. So okay. the, Mikey's idea was that uh, we'd have a robot uh, solicit donations. So there's lots of research showing that, of course, people respond to people differently depending on how they ask them for donations to charity. And Mikey, for example... Uh, so, for example, attractiveness matters a lot, so people are more likely to donate to uh, attractive people. And we have some re- other research that says people are more likely to donate to stigmatized people, like people in wheelchairs, because they feel uncomfortable. Okay, so, so all that happens with people. We, we, we care about their characteristics. That's right. And so the, Mikey's intuition was, do we care about the characteristics of things that aren't human, like robots, but treat them as though they are human when we can build in social or human-like features into the robots? So is the idea that we have these general characteristics of how we deal the, with the world around us and we just fit robots into the same uh, paradigm as if, we, if it, there were people? Exactly. So, so which, which you could say, well, that's very weird, but we also know that people think about their computers as people so we get mad when our computer freezes like it's trying to harm us we get upset when our iphone starts to the battery starts to die we're doing a project where we show that people feel lonely when their iphone is dying (laughs) because they feel like they're losing not only that friend but also all the friends within the iphone well of course they do that's right that's right but they feel sort of existentially lonely (laughs) in a strange way so so let's go back to the topic so you had the robot where in the Museum of Science uh, in, in Boston, we had a, a room where people could come in and inter- interact with a, with a robot as part of a larger exhibit. And uh, basically the robot delivered a pitch that would say, um, I need money, I- I'm being funded by the museum and we're running out of funding. Can you do it in robot voice? We used real human voices, so sadly it wasn't uh, okay. a ridiculous robot voice, but I can try later maybe. Uh, so we, we basically said, uh, the, we're running out of funding, they're going to shut me down unless you donate money to keep me alive. Oh, and people gave money, of course. Uh, some people gave money, most people just thought it was a strange robot. But what we did was, we varied whether the voice of the robot was male or female. So in some cases, a male voice said, please help me. And in some cases, a female voice said, please help me. And were the voices sexy or just kind of plain voices? They were sexy Japanese voices. No, they were, no, they were not. They were plain voices. Okay. Um, I'll send you the link to the video. So, um, and then, of course, we have male and female subjects who are interacting with the robot. And so one prediction is, it's a robot, nobody wants to give any money. Another prediction is, maybe they'll give some money, but why would you care if a robot is male or female? It's not really male or female, it's a robot. But what Mikey's intuition was is that I bet people will respond to this robot as if it were human in some sense. 
And then the question is, well, how would men and male and female participants respond to a male and female robot? And 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 any guesses? The pressure is killing me. Oh, we have we have an appetizer here. So the guess, of course, is that uh, men men love women, and they would give uh, if they think they have a chance with the robot, they'll give they'll give the robot more money. That's exactly right. So, so women don't care if the if the robot is male or female. They give a little bit to the robot, and men act as though just in case maybe the female robot will sleep with them. They'd better be extra nice to the female robot. Now, do men give more money in general? No. No. So, in fact, men give less money to the male robot than women give to the male robot, but they give way more money to the female robot. So, the women basically don't distinguish. That's right. Uh, you know, there was a, a paper a while ago that examined how long people wait when they drive off a parking spot when another car is waiting for them. So, imagine you're parked and you're somewhere and a, another car is waiting. And what they find... Is that uh, men take longer when another car is waiting for them? Not if it's a good car. Like men have respect for cars. Women take longer when somebody is waiting for them, regardless of what what's going on. They don't discriminate. So in this case too, you say women just don't pay attention to the gender of the robot voice, but men men do care. Is it because as men who kind of internally hopeful that somebody will pay us attention if they're females? It's possible, or it's also possible that men just are more interested in technology. And so they pay a lot more attention to cars and robots and, and anything else you'd throw at them, whereas women maybe pay attention to more important things. Now, what does it tell you about GPSs? Would it mean that uh, we would prefer, men would love GPSs that have women's voices? They would buy, spend more money on them, care more about them? My, my guess is that uh, it's, it's, they might like them a lot more, but they might not be as likely to follow their instructions. So if it broke, I bet they'd be more likely to go get it fixed. But I don't know if it said turn left and it didn't look like it was right if they'd still go ahead and do it. Your appetizer looks fantastic. Can I try one? No. <laughs> Thank you. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Duke University behavioral economist Dan Ariely. Dan's latest book is The Upside of Irrationality. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com.